This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome to the Futurology Show. Uh, as usual, well, not as usual, we've actually got um, B1 and B2 together again. How's that, Brett? Yeah, good, good. I don't yeah? think my mic's on, though. I'm You're, over here. No, you are. I can hear I'm you. Here. I can hear you. Definitely. I don't have my headphones on. Well, that's probably your problem. Yeah. See, when you buy these noise-canceling headphones, you think everything's working, but then you have to turn them on still. Sorry. So, are you there? It's an ID10T error, but that okay. happens every now and again in tech. So. <laughs> Just pack them back up and take them back to the shop and <laughs> tell am, them I'm too stupid. It's nice to be with you, bro. I enjoy being with you. I know. I like being with you too, bro. Really? But you know what? You know what's really, what's really going to be fun? I don't know if you know this yet. But I finally organized our threesome. We got the threesome. We got the threesome. We got B Cube next Sinclair week. coming through next week. Yep, we've nice. got it. All right, cool. <laughs> the stars have aligned. So anyway, so um, as always, we have to start with the the app of the week. And um, this week, I thought, given the fact that we chatted about content and are you content with your content and all those good things last week, I found an app. That is called Radio. It's radio with about four O's after radio. So it's radio like that. It's apart from this show where there's only two O's on it. <laughs> there's, well, we've got to guess that. There's actually three <laughs> O's. <huh? laughs> Not bad. Radio. Um, so why I chose radio. Yeah. It's weird saying that. Radio. Is um, what you do is you choose a country. So you fire up the app, you choose a country. So let's just say you click on, I don't know, Belarus, and then you choose a decade. Okay. So you choose like 1960, choose slow or medium or weird, and it just plays stuff that's from, um, from the 1960s in Belarus. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you're looking to find new music, new content, etc., I tested out. I went to like South Africa, and there was some cool stuff, like the guys from Rabbit. Uh, oh, yeah? Remember the seventies band, or whatever. That's one of these awesome. songs came up. Yeah. And the other very, very nice feature on it was um, called Taxi, not Uber um, or not SA Cabs or any of the other guys that are causing crap at the moment. But um, when you select Taxi, you then can do like a multi-continent tour. So you can select Taxi and then add like. Ireland, Australia, America, South Africa, and it will just start moving around and playing songs depending on the decade that you've chosen. Wow, that's cool. So yeah, I thought it was, um, I thought it was pretty cool. So that's my app of the week. Um, just another way to consume content. Now I kind of pulled the trigger because not that you and I ever go on a tangent, but I mentioned <laughs> um, Brett Bomber or Brett Saint Clair, yep. um, and our B Cube Menage Antoine coming up next week, and the reason for that. Is anyone who follows anything in the tech space knows that this last week was Google I.O. Yeah. So for those of you that don't, I'm so glad you're listening to our show and welcome to Futurology. Um, but for those of you that actually don't know what Google I.O. is, Google and Apple have these two events once a year where they invite their developers. In fact, they don't invite. You've got to pay a significant amount of money, try and, and get a ticket, and you like kind of go on a waiting list. And if you're lucky, you get it. But they basically release all their cool stuff. So yeah. I thought if there was ever going to be an opportunity for us to get all three of us together, yeah. what better way than getting an ex-Googler to come in and chat for to sure. us? So yes, it might seem like it's another week until we have the show and the stuff's a bit old, but we're going to actually unpack it and look at it from not just what it was, but how as digital strategists and theorists and futurologists – what it actually could come to. That's, That's cool. kind of and what we'll the show And we'll get some of the week. critics' impressions of what happened as well. So some of the guys that have had time to digest it as well. Well, nice. that would be, I mean, that would be pretty cool as well. So, um, yeah, that's that's Google I.O. for next week. Okay, so guys, don't miss the show next week. Um, I have to talk about VR again because it seems to become like a weekly thing. Each week I've got a VR, VR reference. So, well, let's talk what I did last week. Jumping on a plane to Australia for three days. I have. I don't know if you notice. I've got like a little bit of economy classitis, nose blockage type sounding in my voice here. Um, but I literally went to Australia for three days last week. It's awesome. I went all you the spent way there. Three days flying, I'm sure. Well, I spent two days flying and three days on Jeez. the ground. Um, but I went all the way there to get some headsets because the brand that I'd specified for this client wasn't available in South Africa. Wasn't available from the people that produce it. And uh, managed to find it down under. So that was pretty cool. Nice. Um, but staying with VR, and I, I uh, get myself um, sidetracked, um, I came across, I can't tell you the name of it, it's called like The Void or something like that. But basically what these guys have done is they've taken the concept of laser tag and paintball 
Yeah. So they've set up an arena, and apparently the, the first one, all places, Utah. Okay, I, I don't know. Don't ask me. Middle America. Um, awesome. Yeah, but uh, well, it's a flyover state. They're used to killing people and things there. But uh, the first one's going to go up in Utah. They set it up like you would like you would expect a laser tag environment. So the walls and the barrels, if you've played yeah. in that, you know, in that space. But you play it with a VR headset on. So when you look through it, you can choose your genre. You can choose to be in a jungle. You can choose to be in an urban environment. You can choose to be alien. Oh, wow. And then when you see the players, they're wearing that same persona that goes with the theme. So like the one example I saw in the video, they were playing futuristic. And um, the guys had like – when you look at them, like the video shows you them normally. Yeah. And when you drop the headset on, they go into like this Tron cyborg looking shit with their colors That's that are awesome. represented. It was amazing. Um, and I mean the effects that you can get, you know, the guy's walking down a hall and then he drops his VR layer on and the video changes like this old rundown city. It was incredible. So this Very is coming. Cool. I mean, this is not like a concept. They're building the first one. It's opening in Utah. Did you find yeah, it? Yeah, it's the void.com. The void. Okay, really there we awesome, go. Yeah. It's incredible, guys. So check it out. So that was my, my little VR find for the day. Then you and I were chatting about Nokia having a job posting on LinkedIn. Remember yes, that? Sorry, you're I, reach fo- out? I haven't followed that up yet. Uh, okay, the guy I did was my overseas. Homework. Oh, yeah? I got the answer. Well done. So Foxconn bought it for 350 million US. Only. Foxconn's, I think, is a Chinese company because I remember it going somewhere off to China. Um, so they've paid 350 million. I don't know what the licensing rights entail. I don't know if they're allowed to build um, smartphones. Uh, or if it has to go back to the feature phone market, which wouldn't make sense for $350 million. Um, but anyway, so Foxconn now owns Nokia, and they paid Microsoft $350 million. And they're recruiting in South Africa. they're recruiting in South Africa. So, it's yeah, it's quite an interesting space. Sweet. Definitely one that we have to follow. Um, oh, okay. So, like, on the way here, I finally found out who the bank was. Um, did you hear about the credit card phone swapping scam thingy-majabi that happened last week and now what's actually coupled is in Japan with the 300 million rand credit card debt. No. Okay, so let's start with the first part. I'm glad I didn't hear that. Are you, going about to, are you about to ruin my week? No. Okay. I think we're good because I think okay. you would have seen the SMSs yeah, by now. So, this guy in, I think it was Centurion, he gets a, he gets an SMS from, uh, sorry, I'm looking straight in my chair arms have just started falling. Um, he gets this SMS Saying your your new credit card, he had fraud in his card, right? Yeah. So you cancel it. They send you a new one, blah blah blah. And I don't know if you've received a card lately, but it comes with a courier, and you have to have yeah. ID, blood, semen, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You what know? color are you in pants? Yeah. Correct. Nice. So he gets an SMS saying, "Thank you for using whatever the courier name was. Your card has been delivered." And he's like, "No, what? it hasn't." Yeah. So he phones his bank. He says, "No, we can see on our system." He said, "Well, dude, your system's wrong. I don't have the card." About half an hour later, he gets an SMS from Vodacom saying your request to port to MTN has been successful. Awesome. Yeah. And he's like… Are they going to do it it right, eh? I didn't do that. So he goes, he phones Vodacom and says, no, no, your number's still sitting on our system. He actually went into an MTN store, like physically. I'm not slamming any of the networks, guys. I know I normally do, but I'm not. I'm just using… That was the thing. And they go, no, we got no record of it. A day later, it happens again. Now, he still hasn't got his card. and And they did port this time. So these guys managed to get his credit card. They managed to port his number across, okay, which is all you need then to get your one-time pins. Yeah, yeah. So, Candice, Dr. Doom, we're still waiting for you to, to yeah. reach out to I us on other things. I think we need like things. a part three or four I think we're going to have to get her back in here soon. security and safety and all um, that. But what I was talking about was um, in Japan, and it's just become – it's in the news now, it's Standard Bank, 300 million rands worth of fraud has happened within a period of hours – uh, credit card numbers were taken from Standard Bank's clients, and um, they were utilized to withdraw cash from till cash from ATM, but like in a blitz. So That's they reckon mad. it could be as many as 100 people involved. They did 14,000 or 1,400 transactions. In, in under two three hours. hours. Two yeah. hours. Three Bang. hours. In art. So, yeah, well, you know the Japanese just in time. Well, I mean, it was just in time That's technique now. Eh? So that was um, quite scary. But I mean, the thing is, is, how does this shit still happen? I yeah. mean, this is something we have to try and remember next week when Brett's here and put him in the banks on the spot. It wasn't his bank, but, uh, you know, how? How yeah. does your inf- – I mean, I went overseas now. I had to phone my bank to get my card released to be used overseas. So how do these guys actually take it and uh, just, yeah, just go with it? So 
Well, I'm sure there's a few more people asking how or why that happened. 300 yeah. million rand. There's, there's bound to be a few more people. So, I mean, that's kind of my quick little weekend review. Nice. Um, Brett, I know you had quite an interesting chat with uh, Kelvin. Kelvin. Yeah, from iConnect, the CEO of iConnect. And we were chatting all things uh, bandwidth and connectivity and how you can do things at your home. What is the current FTTH? If you haven't heard that, just another acronym for our world of digital. It's fiber to the home. Well, I'm interested in hearing it. I mean, I, yeah. I wasn't able to, to join you on that chat, but let's let's give it a whirl. I Excellent. Mean, sounds good. Cool. Download the Cliff Central app. Available now on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. If you've just started listening, you're with the Futurology Show. And in studio with us today, we've got Kelvin Collett from iConnect Africa. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Excellent. So if you're listening, iConnect is an ISP. They specialize in providing businesses and homes with connectivity designed to eliminate traffic congestion and offer services that bring the best out of your internet investment. Now, Kelvin, that's essentially what it is. For people at home and anybody listening, it's been an investment. Data has become an important part of our lives, and we're happy to invest in it. But how far do we actually go with that investment? 100%. I mean, I think internet's actually become a utility, much like your water and electricity. It's no longer nice to have. You have to have it from one, one way or another. So you need to invest in the right technology at the right time. Otherwise, it's just an absolute frustration. It's like having intermittent water or intermittent electricity. It's just not going to work and frustrate you. So if you're going to invest, make sure you invest in the right technology up front. Oh, for sure. And now there are a lot, there are a lot of players out in the market. And if, uh, this industry needed another acronym, we've got FTTH. Uh, now, for those of you that are listening, FTTH is fiber to the home. Now, fiber is this golden pot at the end of the rainbow that everybody's hoping for, that one day I can be worthy enough to have this wonderful fiber to my home. Now, the thoughts that go along with that is, yes, I can get uncapped, and yes, I can get hopefully better speeds or more reliability. But the costs in that are infrastructure costs. Maybe your, your neighborhood doesn't have that infrastructure cost. Yeah. You need to pay for things to get installed first, and you can amortize that over a contract period. Now, help us through that. What, are people, what should people be expecting when signing up for fiber to the home? First thing is... Find out if you've got fiber in your ear. And if you do, then it's choosing the right service provider that's absolutely critical. Now, one of the things when choosing a provider that are, are critical to, to making sure you get the service you, you require is capped, uncapped, do they offer those services? And if they do, what are the sort of pricing? Then to understand more around, do they actually come and do the implementation for you? Because fiber is a little bit more complicated um, because of the high speeds, to just come and drop off a router and do a self-install tends to be quite troublesome. So you really want an ISP that includes some form of implementation or installation of your device. Make sure your iPod's connected, your Apple TV or your media device, maybe your laptop or whatever else. It's quite critical those things are, are part of the initial package when uh, signing up. For sure. And I mean, for B1 and myself, uh, we, we, lived in, we live in connected homes. We've, we've done well to try and connect ourselves as much as possible and it has become that necessity rather than that luxury Um, the idea then is where does this take us i mean being connected everybody's connected so we've become reliant on all these things i mean there are new subscription-based streaming services like netflix and there's dstv now and there's on demand and there's streaming box office there's all these things that add more value to what you may already have in your home Uh, there's a reason for having these things Uh, tell us what are you guys seeing in that in that space I think over-the-top services, which, as you say, include your Netflix, your Showmax, et cetera, et cetera, are critical for um, going forward. I mean, it's, you know, we, we've got a, a single provider uh, in South Africa provide most of the services from a television perspective. We need more more content and uh, more competition. So that certainly allows that. From uh, over-the-top services, we people are, are watching YouTube yeah. for, for movies. Um, so there's certainly a huge amount of... Uh, Uptake in, and, in and actual utilization, in 100%. So in one of our shows as well, we also had, are we content with our content? That was one of the topics we discussed. And it is so. I mean, there's so much content out there that uh, everybody's doing something. And you're not necessarily just watching the big screen in the room. You're no. on your phone. You're on your iPad. You're on your Social tablet. media is a huge driver of that. For I mean, sure. Without social media, half of these things wouldn't happen. So you really do need good quality internet. Um and it's, and it's all got to be wireless at the end of the day. Um, the, the days of being connected and sitting at your desk and doing stuff, it's, it's really gone. You've got iPads, iPods, Android devices, Apple TVs, etc., and they're all ultimately connected wirelessly. And that, that's a critical part of the, the process. For sure. I mean, these things are here to stay. For, for as long as we can see, they're, they're here to stay. There's no doubt. 
Excellent. Now, that brings in the question, these month-to-month payments and the contracted payments, where do you, where does iConnect sit? I mean, how do you guys offer this thing? Obviously, things need to be maintained. They need to be reliable. We feel month-to-month is, is the only way to go. Um, we've got to back ourselves and make sure that the, the, the product's, product works as per Per, per what we advertise, and we want customers to enjoy the, the, the product. So we, we believe month-to-month is a, is a viable option, um, and I think more and more providers have got to go to that model. I think customers don't want lock-in, um, and then you've got your Internet of Things, which just adds to that entire model. You know, you've yeah. got – I might be moving – Next week, next month, another provider, and they might not have five. Not only locked into a twenty-four month contract because yep. of that. So, it's really critical to to try and stick to month to month as far as possible. And I think the ISPs are buying into that. I mean, we we see that from a lot of the actual fiber uh, infrastructure providers trying to force the ISPs into a month to month market, yeah. which makes sense. Well, it's good good for the consumers and good for the sort of ISP industry, if you will. The uh, the idea that Price is not the only decision maker anymore. It's it's got to do with service and delivery. Got to keep us on our toes, and I think that that's the differentiator. I mean, we've got to change it up. Um, the days of just having, well, this is the ISP, and I'm dying I'm at half a it. megasecond, and mm. it's too bad, and wait till the end of the contract. I think those days are gone, and and they have to be. Um, as I say, internet's a utility, and the guys want to utilize it, and so yeah, critical. Uh, excellent. I like the fact that anything that's going to be improved needs to be driven on both ends. And we, we've got a, I've got a personal philosophy that engagement is, adds value on both sides. So if people are getting great service, they'll stay with the, the ISP. Now, the idea, and it's a, a, I would like to say age old, but I don't think it's been around long enough. But for me, it's been a discussion I've heard a lot of. And it's that, hey, I want uncapped. And it's going to save all of my time and trouble. Um, so I'm going to get all of this plethora of content available to me. But there is a trade off with, uncapped services versus capped services, and then bandwidth. Completely. Tell us more about that. So uncapped versus capped is certainly a horses for courses conversation. Yeah. Um, uncapped is not a panacea by any, any figment of the imagination. You've got to know what, is your, what are your requirements. Um, uncapped comes with certain fair uses policies or acceptable use, user policies, um, and those are sometimes where the guys get, get caught out. Um, Especially on fiber to the home, I mean, what we're seeing is that the guys are coming out with far higher capped product sets, which have no um, fair uses policy or acceptable use policy. There's no shaping. There's none of that. Mm. Um, starting out at, at sort of 50 gigs right up to a terabyte. Now, you look at your mobile networks, you're looking at sort of one or two gigs, five gigs. So, yeah, there it would be great to have an uncapped offering because you could go out of your cap. When you're looking at 250 gig cap, you can watch Netflix for four hours a day, no problem. Download your emails, do your banking. Your kids can do encyclopedias, and they won't use that 250 yeah. cap. So, do we really need uncapped? That it's it's really about what what are the services you're utilizing, and and how does it affect your your usage patterns? Um, and, and that's the, the that's how the decision should be made. But it is certainly not the panacea by any mm. by any stretch. So this idea, just coming from a societal f- philosophy, if we if we can, the idea that I have uncapped in my home, uh, I have fiber to my home, it may, it's a bit of an aspiration standard these days. Um, are you seeing that people are literally just buying uncapped fiber because it's uncapped fiber? It's like putting your Johnny Walker Blue into a cream soda. I can do that. Sure, we, we're certainly trying to educate the market to yeah. say. Guys, you're welcome to buy the, the uncapped, but understand there are limitations to it. Yeah. So let's try and give you a cap product and, and, and let's see how it goes. And we find that few of our guys are hitting the caps. Mm-hmm. And from a pricing perspective, you're kind of getting a 100 meg with a, a, two, a 250 gig cap where you're paying a 20 meg uncapped. Now, I'd much rather have a 100 meg capped service and, and make sure I'm not hitting my cap. So, um, and the prices for even the other bundle services are so low. You're looking anything from 50 cents to two rand a gig, wow. which is really, really um, cost effective. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. So, I, as long as there's a, a tool to manage that as well, I exactly. think you don't want to get caught out. I mean, you, no one wants bull shock. I mean, I think that's yeah. that's why everyone wants uncapped. They're scared of the bull shock. Yes. So as long as you got a, a portal or a, an email notification, SMS notification yes. to make sure everyone informs you of where you are with your cap, I think it's good. And you guys have got that, a real-time dashboard for users? 100%. That's fantastic. So looking at society again, the uh, there's all these millennials, and uh, I've got a three-year-old daughter who knows how to handle an iPad, and she can stream YouTube. She's watching Peppa Pig the whole time. Um, she's probably using more data at this point than my wife is. Sure. Um, 
the idea of having caps sometimes becomes uh, it's like a, a challenge. The gauntlet is laid. Like, let's see if we can club this. Um, when you reach capped, what is there's sometimes that idea that I know for the silver surfers out there, I've reached my cap. Oh crap! I'm done. I'm disconnected. How does that work on your end? So we do, we do soft capping. Yes. So we 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 notify you at seventy five percent, at eighty percent. And then, what's well, so 75, 90, and then 95%. So you know that you're reaching your cap and you say, geez, my daughter's really pepper pig my, my it's cap. It's crazy, yeah. yeah. So you've got the option to, to then say, listen, slow down on the utilization, et cetera, et cetera. Or if you say, listen, my utilization does require an uncap because I'm not there all day. I don't want to have to monitor her utilization and she can Go pepper pig until she wants. Then yeah. you, you can change the thing. So one of the critical things, again, when you asked, um, when choosing a provider is make sure you can change packages yes. without any penalties up yeah. or down, left or right. I think that's critical because your usage needs might change and then make sure you can make those changes. Excellent. And uh, so that's great for, for new generation and, and usage. And I, I think for you and me, probably we use data. It's, it's, it's something that is Certainly. part of our day to day. Now, in terms of a uh, silver surfer, the, the the guys that came from when the elastic band and the <laughs> used to be the, the the way we connected to the yeah. internet, and we were talking kilobits and not gigabits. Hundred uh, percent. What is the strategy for getting to you know the grandparents? Because FaceTime is a thing. That's how we stay connected these days. FaceTime, Skype, all critical exactly. parts. I mean, a, a lot of the the kids are in varsity or out of varsity in 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 in, in the UK overseas, wherever it might be. They want to utilize the services. So. Yes. For them, it's typically capped is, tends to be better. Yes. Um, smaller caps, they, they manage it much more closely because that's a scary thing that they're not sure how to manage. Uh, so we tend to push and it and, and follow a cost. Excellent. Um, yeah. No, that's cool. So that, that, that covers pretty much the home and usage and all the content that we're looking at now. We'll probably spend more and we're going to see you more in the studio. But uh, in a business perspective, how what is the fastest line we can get? I'm a business. I have… 50 employees, and I need unthrottled, unshaped, uncapped, give it to me. We can give a gig, gigabit line tomorrow. Wow. Yeah, so it's fantastic. I mean, the the business space has changed tremendously from that perspective. Uh, we, we, we are certainly pushing fiber to the business as a, as a big push. Um, starting at 10 megs is sort of an entry-level product, but we don't like selling it. We want to sort of start at the 30s, um, up to a gig, um, and that's what the guy should be utilizing. We should change our mindset from trying to throttle users to say stop using um, Facebook, stop using YouTube and actually let the guys utilize the internet for what it's built for and actually you'll get further productivity out of that. You know, when you had very small amounts of internet, I think firewalls and and that kind of uh, thinking was 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 fine, yes. but it's got to change. Yeah. You've got to use the internet for what it's built for and that that's ultimately the strategy. And as a sort of business owner as well, and I know a number of businesses out there looking for one supplier that does a unified offering and I think that's something we're going to talk about and the next time we, we chat to you in studio, we'll be talking about bundling voice and connectivity. I mean, obviously quite an important space and you're seeing good growth there? Certainly. I mean, convergence is the way. I mean, we've talked about it for a long time, but I think until we really had fiber, convergence was more of a pipe dream than a reality. Now that fiber's here, we really can do proper convergence and, and and go to a single provider, a, a single set of services, and ultimately a cost saving that comes out of that. That's fantastic. And uh, where can people find you guys if they need to find you online? Best place is iConnectSA.co.za. We've got a Facebook profile and we're on Twitter. That's excellent. Great. Well, thanks for joining us in the studio today. I look forward to our next chat. Thank you very much. This is CliffCentral.com. All right. Well, that was good. Um, but, you know, it's quite weird that you're talking about shaped versus unshaped and kept versus kept. And I think the most important thing that comes from that is that the culmination service. Um, yeah. You know, I actually forgot to mention earlier not that people shouldn't forget by now, but uh, anyone wants to call in 0861-555-189. Hit us on Twitter, Facebook, WeChat. Before we get into our guest today, yeah. and I think just carrying on that theme of, of shape versus unshaped, and again, last week's show with content and uh, the, the thirst, um, I understand the pros and cons, and I think Kelvin did a great job explaining the pros and cons. Yeah. So fundamentally in South Africa, it's coming down to service, and we have companies like iConnect that would obviously sit down with you and advise you. I mean, that's what, yeah. what you've been chatting about for the last few minutes. But being in Australia now this last week, um, internet has become Blind. I don't know how else to describe it. You don't see the face of the provider. Everywhere you go, there's an expectation of connectivity. Yeah. Whether you're using your mobile device and you know the network, 
um, any shopping center, and I mean it, any shopping center has an underscore free Wi-Fi and whatever the – so I'm assuming that that uh, MAC address as such um, is because it's coming from the same provider. But the speeds – You've got seamless connectivity it's almost. It's unbelievable. It doesn't matter where you go. You don't have to like re- – you, you only register once yeah. at that facility. So – I spent quite a few days in the same, well, I was only there for a few days. <laughs> Maybe it was the same it day over like and over again. Maybe it was Groundhog. <laughs> I don't know. But I seemed to be in the same area of, of the city. Um, and once I'd registered once, then uh, I didn't have to register again, which was, yeah. so just connect to me. You know, like here with always on, you have to yeah. go, go, say, accept, I'll take the free minutes, whatever it is. Um, but it was really, it was amazing. I had to go into the Apple store. Okay, I had to go into the Apple store. I wanted to go into the Apple store. I love the Apple stores. Yeah. Um, but I did actually have to go and I needed to ask a question to, to help my brother-in-law out. And um, when I was in there, all Apple stores overseas, I actually don't know about South Africa, but they give you free Wi-Fi. Yeah. All the devices be, are connected. Yeah. And um, so I, it straight away connected me to Apple store. Um, and I, my updates were sitting at about 17 or 18 little updates, a little notification. One of them was GarageBand, which is 1.2 gigs. Okay, mm-hmm. I shit you not. 30 seconds, that thing was done. <laughs> okay. Now, I mean, when are we going to see speeds like that? That's it. I'm free, leaving. You know, <laughs> 30 seconds. I just watched that little blue wheel go, <laughs> done. It was unbelievable. Oh, anyway, cool. enough about Australia and Waxing Oracle. They still suck in sports. Um, <laughs> today's guest is Ross from Versify. Dum, dum, dum. Hello, Ross. Hello, Ross. How's it going? How's it going? Hey. Nice to have you here. First time on radio. First time on radio. Oh, we crack another virgin. Huh? How awesome is that? <laughs> so, you know, Keep I can go into what Versify is. This is your company. Tell us about Versify. What are you all about? Okay. So Versify is basically a matchmaker for clients and suppliers to find one another. Um, so instead of your traditional kind of online classifieds or even Google where you'd search for a, a service or a product and you get a list of results, um, which you have to individually go through one by one, um, phoning them and, and getting quotes and whatnot. Uh, ours is a reverse classified. So you go to uh, versify.com. You say, I'm looking for a new, someone to develop a website for me. You type in, um, give a little brief description of what you're looking for. And instead of getting to that results page of 10 different kind of uh, web development companies, that lead gets sent out to our database of web developers who will then pitch on the work if they're interested to do it. So the onus now is on the supplier. Um, from a consumer side of things, you kind of search once, you sit back, and you wait a day or two, um, and then you just kind of go through your quotes and, and take it from there. You can discuss with each each and every individual um, supplier individually um, before making the choice. But, yeah, you're not having to chase after people who, A, can't do the work for you or are unable to, or, B, are uninterested in doing the work. So, yeah, the onus is on the supplier, um, and they come to you. And the nice thing is you guys are nationwide. So you, you're doing it by province. So you're not only relevant by the skill, or the trade, or the service that you supply. You're actually, I'm in Gauteng. I want someone that does this. Is that, that's helping people find their points of relevance? I think so. And, and I think that's a good differentiating factor, the localization. So um, I know there's a couple of other um, online platforms that do similar things, um, especially kind of in the tech space, uh, kind of web development, graphic design, where you don't necessarily need to be in that country um, mm. to do the work. It kind of gets shipped out to India and, and China a lot of the time. Um, and the local developers in that country are kind of priced out the market. So that's the beauty of this thing. You you actually can set up a meeting through it and meet the person face-to-face. You know who's dealing with your website or you know who's coming to change your kitchen sink or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, that's where the localization comes in. That's awesome. Yeah, that, uh, that was actually going through my mind when you started saying, because, you, you know, you start off the discussion with website. And, by the way, I'm sure Brett and I can both fight each other to hand our cards, any of your <laughs> clients. Um, no, we would never fight. We just drink beer and negotiate. But um, it's got a rating system, Brett. You're going to be better than me. Okay, that's fine. But you are B1. B1 after the, yeah. So there we go. <laughs> um, and now for an original website by B1 <laughs> or B2. Um, so you you don't actually limit it to services. It's more a case of Versify as a portal where I, as a consumer, am looking for X, and you, as a supplier, offer X, and it's just a meeting of minds. Um, now. Do you actually get involved? And let me elaborate that, you know, that question. 
a lot of third-party type apps need some form of handshake. If you go back to the traditional affiliate marketing, because that's what I, I want to differentiate. Um, if you become an affiliate of a company that sells services, you put their advertising on your website. If there's a click-through, you get a cost per click, or you get a referral commission if the deal concludes, and so on and so forth. How's Versify? You use the word reverse, okay? How's Versify different from just an affiliate or referral marketing um, type portal? Um, it, it is essentially uh, matching A to B. Um, so it is similar in a lot of ways, uh, but it, it, it's, it's all within the app. So it's kind of um, a nice platform, nice and clean to, to get a hold of one another. We don't interfere with the business at all. Um, we don't take anybody's money. Uh, there's no commissions going back and forth uh, yet. That might be a, a revenue model. I was about to say, to. hold on a second, how are you paying these bills? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, at this stage, uh, it's, it's completely free. Um, we're just trying to get some traction in the market. But uh, we, we've got a couple of models up our sleeve that we will look to to kind of roll out um, when the time comes and when we when we find the find the um, the right fit for us. Um, so it is very similar to that affiliate model, but it's a nice packaged, easy to use thing. Um, our suppliers are all rated. Um, so it, it makes it a lot easier to make a decision as opposed to just a, a click through to someone else's website. Um, where, you know, there's a bit of bias and it depends on how pretty your website is at the end of the day that sells the job. So, yeah. So you're basically connecting supply and demand. You're, you're Ubering business connectivity or business connections. Oh, I like that. Ubering. Can I we use it as Uber- a verb yet? I don't know. Ubering? Okay. Ubering. Versi- Alon, let us know. Okay, you are versifying. Check the guy. <laughs> Bazinga. The eternal salesman. <laughs> so you're versifying supply and demand. Nice. We've just got a new word, versifying. Okay. And you found the drum roll. I found awesome. yeah, I couldn't find it last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just want to jump back in there. Okay, so sure you do. The obvious <laughs> the obvious services. I mean if you take anyone anywhere, they have the obvious. It's either DIY, like home, yep. or it's business services, or maybe even a personal level, things like accommodation, car rental, um, au pair, etc. What happens like with Brett? He's got seven toes on his right foot. Okay, so he needs a specific sock. True. Um, <laughs> he needs a specific sock. So he goes on to Versify. He types in, I need socks with seven toes. Mm. You obviously don't have a supplier. Well, I say Not obviously, yet. but you don't have one. Does that information say, hold on, we're going to find someone for you, and it then comes to you? So there's a human interface is what I'm getting to, and then you need to now find a supplier with seven socks and generate the lead manually. Take us through that kind of journey because there's got to be some weird and wonderful. Yeah, so we've actually opened it up for that exact situation, maybe not a, a seven-toed sock. Well, why but, not? Uh, Brett needs socks. Well, I mean, it's go. winter. It's getting cold. <laughs> so we, we, um, you can post kind of whatever you're looking for. If we don't have a supplier in that category, we, we a little pop-up comes saying we don't actually currently have a supplier in this category. However, we'll do our best to find one for you, and that's where the human interaction comes in. And it's basically myself and my team, we just go then scour the internet and, and find these suppliers who can, can kind of fit your needs. Nice. Um, and the beauty of it is we do that once and once they're on, next time someone needs that service, then they, they're, they're ready to, to receive the lead. Yeah. So this year at Big Brave, we've called the 2016 the year of innovation. Now, the two ways we've seen you could innovate is you can try and innovate in a bubble. You can come come up with what you think is the best idea and say, cool, we're going to innovate this and we're just going to go for it. Or you can see an actual need. This is nice for driving innovation because there might be somebody with a very specific request that nobody is sort of ready for. And you're able to now go to your notice board on Versify and actually check what people are posting. And it might not be something that you have on the shelf, but it's something that you'd be able to reach pretty close to and, and create for these guys. So it's really awesome that you're able to do that connection. It's not much of a question, just well done. <laughs> Cheers. It's <laughs> <laughs> not much of a question, but let me ask a question. Yeah. It's not much of a question. It was like politics. No, it was more of just an amazing thing. I, I'm really enjoying Versify. It's it's a nice website. I like the logo. I think you guys have done a great job just keeping it up to, to, to current trends. Sometimes I mean, we talk about OS and just how it feels yep. to be in things. And it's one thing to have a service, but it's another thing to have an experience. So I think you guys have done a great job with Versify. It's definitely something that people need to check out. And it's it's great that you've got to that, that idea that there's this crowdsource information it's open to everybody which means it's probably going to grow a lot quicker than even you think it's it's going to um yeah well i and the reason i wanted to get ross in as well is that you know we're in a we're in globally but i mean really in south africa we're in this 
startup innovative i mean you said the urban yeah. innovation i think people are like listening in it really is an incredible time to be in tech and specifically the fintechs biz techs you know the i think we've all had enough of our next social network mind you google i know we're talking about next week but they've come out with like an app called Hello. Like, remember that TV show? I know, Hello, I know. Hello, I've like seen this only once. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, didn't they learn with, with Plus that it didn't work? Anyway, you know, back to Versify. So, <laughs> Ross, what, what I, what I was quite impressed with when we did the, you know, the pre-show chat in that is you kind of rolling up your sleeves and doing this. I mean, you've just said now that there's no charges. I mean, that's always the first question is, you know, who pays for the service? Is it the supplier that's paying back? And, and you mentioned there's other models. I think it is quite important, though, that that does get brought to the fore because people start using a service and then all of a sudden there's a cost. So, you know, my natural assumption is that this, it should sit on the supply side, but that's irrelevant for, for now. But take us through the day of someone that's actually building and running a startup. I mean, you're not sitting with this huge big venture capital fund that's backing you and saying, well, go and see what happens. And I, I say that because you're not charging at the moment, which means that you really are invested personally into this business what goes through your, what do you have to do in a day to actually go well sure okay i'm doing this i'm getting the leads i'm, I'm seeing people meeting or, or, or concluding deals when do you start making money i mean take us through how that mindset works because i'm sure there's a lot of other people in, in the type of situation that you're in that don't know which way to go and what are the trials and tribulations of it um, yeah, look, I, I certainly don't have all the answers because I haven't started monetizing it yet. But, you haven't um, found the magic book of how to make money? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Into the, the rainbow and <laughs> go on. But yeah, as, as mentioned earlier, we have a, have a couple of, uh, ideas and models that we have looked at. But yeah, as you say, like my, my typical day is I'm doing this full time. I'm bootstrapping this. Um, so it's a very reactive type of day. You know, yeah. I, I, uh, I don't have a set schedule. Um, a meeting can come up and I'll jump at the opportunity to go meet with people, which I think is something that you need in order for a startup to succeed. Um, I had another startup, which was a sideline gig um, and it did all right, but it never really got off the ground purely because I wasn't agile enough and I wasn't able to go to these meetings, meet with investors, meet with suppliers, meet with clients and actually physically be on the ground, uh, which I am doing here. So I, I feel like I understand my customers quite well. I mean, it is still very, very early days. Um, as well as my suppliers. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's an awesome kind of ecosystem and we, we're seeing the startup culture blossoming in, in South Africa and, and kind of Joburg slowly but surely catching up to Cape Town. Um, but it's not a quick buck. There's no such thing as, you know, you're going to be the next Mark Zuckerberg and overnight you're mm. going to make millions. I mean, you look at Uber took years and years. Airbnb took years and years before they started to make money. Instagram ran, um, without any kind of model, uh, for a good five, six years before they implemented it. So, um, yeah, I think the message is just don't, uh, don't think it's going to be a, a quick buck and a, and a easy, easy way to a million dollars. Um, yeah. So I'm going to jump in there because I did mention it as part of the question was, uh, you know, you're doing it without charging. Now, the WhatsApps, Airbnb, all of these guys did it exactly the same way. And they did it also without a venture capitalist behind them. And then, of course, there was the huge acquisition, which is obviously, I think, every startup and every developer's dream that that's going to come off. There's been other models. I mean, we've, we, we love Uber on the show. We always talk about Uber and the pros and cons and the innovation behind it. And you've just referenced Airbnb, which is pretty much the same model but they gave away money i mean if you you got your first ride free i think it was like 100 rand but that would take you pretty much anywhere you wanted to go um how how are you actually telling people because i tell you what i'm i'm he's on radio Brett. he's on radio yeah well that's great now but i mean he's been doing yes. it for a while and I'd, I'd like to know how that model works out and i'm sure the salespeople afterwards will sell him on some radio time but um you know at the moment i'm remodeling my kitchen okay so Part of the deal is I've got to get my own stove and my own hob. That's that's just how these guys work. I pick up the um, four ways review and I read through all the the, the rags that are inside there, um, and that's where I'm going to find my stove. It's easy to do. Now I could go to Versify and I could plug that in and I could say I'm looking for a whirlpool or whatever it is that I'm looking for at the moment. How do I know about Versify? What are you currently doing to find these markets? Because that's obviously. It's great. It fulfills a need. But if, you know, if you're not, I'm trying to get to the question, but basically if you're not 
if you don't have enough people supplying stuff and you don't have enough people demanding the stuff that those people supply, um, you, you know, you're going to come to a bit of a short end of the stick. And I'll use that with, an, with a valid example. There's been, there was a, a company that started, sure, seven, eight years ago. They tried to bring bartering into South Africa where you could actually barter. I think they called themselves Afri Barter or something like that. And it was fantastic except for one problem. Everyone that was trying to give away their time in return for money, um, which people are giving away anyway. You know, you sit, you're sitting at a radio show giving away your time. You're not getting paid. What are, you, what are you doing to let people know? People like me, they're looking for a stove. Why am I not on Versify? Why am I looking at the, the rag mags? Where, where, where do you throw that, those lines as such? Um, I think it's a, a kind of trial and error uh, approach. Um, we, we only launched last month, beginning of last month. We're not even two months old yet. So um, the, the most obvious route is kind of digital marketing, um, purely because it's trackable. And, yep. and what I like about digital marketing is you can turn off the taps whenever you want. So, you know, I agree. if, if you, you drop 40 grand on a, on a billboard, um, you know, it's there for the month, regardless if it's working or not. Uh, you the put shotgun approach, yeah. Exactly. You put 40 grand into Facebook marketing. If you, you can see after a week or two days even that it's not working, you can turn off the taps. You've saved yourself 30 grand type yeah. of thing. Um, so we've, we've dabbled a little bit in that. Um, we, we're doing a little bit of AdWords here and there, but the, the kind of approach is, and we're using the first couple of months as a testing platform. So we, we're trying a bit of this, a little bit of that going old school, got some, some flyers made up and and my previous business was actually a promotion and activation company so i'm going to start leveraging off that knowledge okay um kind of above the line stuff so yeah it is um it is still early days and i don't really have an answer for that because i haven't uh, found what's going to work for me yet um but yeah we're being quite clever and we, we're going to try and use as much of that information as possible to get investment because as as I said, I am bootstrapping it, but there comes a time when you're going to need a little bit of an influx of cash in order to channel, and it's all going to pretty much go straight back into marketing. Um, but I think a big, big factor that people underestimate is word of mouth uh, marketing. So I'm just trying to get people that first experience of using it, yeah. searching for a supplier, getting five or six quotes back. Picking one of the suppliers ends up being awesome. I did it. I did the flyers that I mentioned. I did it through Versify. Put it out there. Got about five or six quotes. One guy was fifty percent cheaper than everybody else with. He was a guy I went with, delivered to my office in two days. It was just an awesome experience, and I didn't really have to do anything. I, I did one search and kind of picked a supplier, and that was the end of that. That's fantastic. I mean, you're doing a lot of the learning. You you you're doing it on a grand scale. So these startups don't need to go and invest in that big sales team. They can use Versify and actually have as much of an impact as they could as they could need. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, I think a, a massive um, kind of differentiator of Versify is it's leveling the playing field. So typically a business, especially in the digital space, gets marketing. You search something in Google and unless you're on page one or not even, unless you're the top three, yeah. you're not getting any marketing. Sure. Now, I'm a young startup. I want to you know, start up my web development company or whatever it is. Um, I don't have those funds for sure, um, yeah. to do that. Whereas Versify, you're getting all the leads for your industry. and um, They're all relevant as well, which is key. Exactly. You're getting stuff that you can do and you're putting your best foot forward, basically. It's almost um, an audition process. Obviously, in the beginning, before the rating systems start kicking in, yeah. um, it's it's going to be a bit of a leap of faith and you're going to do that kind of old school selling. But once the rating system's in and we've got enough jobs going through the system, then your work kind of speaks for itself. You can yeah. get someone who's, a, who's an awesome artisan who has years and years of experience, but he doesn't know how to run AdWords campaigns and he's not on the first sure. place of Google and, and his business is suffering for that. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we had the guys from Pocket Slips uh, in, in the studio and they we had Ned Bank with them as well. Now, Pocket Slips was uh, an app or is an app that uh, you don't need to take your slip from the till anymore. You can say, just give it to me virtually and you get your little app and you get your Pocket Slip. Now, what that does in a crowdsource or a large scale is that you've got big data, but you've got big data tracking the trends of what people actually have in their trolleys. Now, you've got something similar to this with the analytics of industries. You're able to see which an, which industry is needed the most, how people are rating, uh, and you get this really nice numbers game, this big data. Uh, is that that must have been part of the incentive as well for starting something like this? 100%. That's and that's kind of where the the value is in the analytics. I think, and it it may never, it may get to the point where it never needs to be a revenue generating um, 
or I don't need to take money from people for being on the site purely from those analytics. Yeah. Um, you know, we can, we can gauge who's looking for what, what their demographics are, what their age is, where the, what the average price point for their product is going for. Um, and that's all very, very valuable. You know, the, the world of big data is, is a very new one, but I think it's, it's going to change the way that, that people do business. For I'm, sure. I'm glad you went there because I mean, that's always what I ask. As oh, you know, I'm like, what are you doing with the information? You know, one from a privacy point of view, but two, more importantly, to keep it, um, you know, make sure that it's all relevant to what I'm looking for because nothing bugs me more than sending me information that's got 180 degrees, nothing to do with what I'm actually interested in. How Take much life insurance have you got now? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Take me through, take me through the journey. I just said to you, I'm looking for a stove. So what do I do? I, I jump onto versify.com. Is, is it as simple as click down? Do I have to register? Because that sometimes is a barrier entry. Is it important to register because you need my data? Just take me through my journey on Versify looking for my stove. Yeah, I mean, you do need to register, but we will allow you to f- search for a stove before prompting you to register. So that's our kind of… That's cool. Yeah, we… we um. We, we're trying to avoid that barrier to entry. So you can go on, you can search, you're reading your kitchen or whatever the case may be um, in Gauteng. And when you click through, it'll then prompt you to register. So now you kind of, you already invested 30 seconds of your time doing that. So chances are you're going to register. That's kind of our thinking That's actually it. clever. That's really clever. You know, because so, as soon as you arrive at a site, and the first thing you have to do is register. It, it, I know. It, I, I actually leave straight away because yeah. I, I don't know if I want to engage with you. And, and now you're really asking birds, me which, for, oh, which okay, case, if it's Angry Birds, I'm signed. <laughs> well, that was my next point because Angry Birds makes it easier. Do you fangate? I mean, can I register with a LinkedIn address or a Google Plus or a Facebook yeah, so or Twitter? Or? At the moment, it's just Facebook and Google. Okay. Um, but yeah. That's interesting, that's, that's, eh? That you went with Google out of the others. But yeah, okay, cool. So you can fangate it straight in. Yeah. Well, I figured most people have a, a Google Gmail account. So if they don't have that, they've got Facebook. Exactly. Yeah. So okay. one of the two. But yeah, I mean, it's as simple as filling out a form which is about four or five different fields that you have to fill in and then you registered it's, all right it's quite so simple. i searched i searched whirlpool hob stove i hit enter you asked me to now register because you you've you've got some leads yeah uh, i mean you've got some suppliers that are already there um i register i'll, I'll use the facebook page i'm sure you're going to do the usual thing you just want to see my date you won't post to my wall blah 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 i register what happens is it like voila and it's there instantaneous or, or what happens yeah, so if, if you have uh, searched on the homepage for a job, it's going to take you to that job brief. So then you're going to fill out a little bit more information, what you're looking for in your kitchen. Um, just give us a little bit more so that the supplier, when he gets the lead, he's going to know if he's interested or not. Um, so you, you would go through your, your kind of form, the execution date, your budget if you have, which I think is quite a cool feature. Um, a lot of the time, people don't know what these things are going to cost, but a lot of the time, people do have a budget that they're willing to put there. So, um, and that also helps the suppliers. Some suppliers won't do jobs under a certain budget, and some will. So, um, that automatically kind of narrows the the responses that you're going to get. So, you're only getting responses. The whole point is to try and get responses from people who are actually willing and able to do the work and are hungry to do the work, because that's kind of what you want to deal with. Um, well, that's that's what you need. You yeah. need the supply and demand. Exactly. Link the two. Uh, am I allowed to bury my kitchen supplier again? Uh, but you're right though. I mean, I, I had a supplier. I had a fight with him. Don't use TNT kitchen studios. And, um, you know, the bottom line is, is that I'd given him the information that was relevant to what I was trying to get done. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then of course the fight starts. Um, how long does it take for someone to contact me? You know, after I've gone through these, so I, I put in the information, I put in the budget. In this case, I'm not looking for an actual kitchen. I'm just looking for the stove. So it's an appliance supplier. Um, I say save. I've checked all the boxes, budgets, costs, etc. Does it go off into your base and then push emails to suppliers? I'm assuming it's not real time. I'm, I mean, it's not like bang and there's three suppliers listed on your site. No, no, no. So yeah. So basically what happens when you click the Versify button, that lead then gets sent on to whoever qualifies for that lead um, and via email. So it, it really depends on how active they are um, on their emails. We can't really push the people to reply in a certain period, but we are finding depending on on – what category it's in. If, we've, if, if it's graphic design, for example, which is one of our more popular categories, people are getting back to, and this is from kind of 
um, kind of customer feedback that I've been getting. People are replying within minutes. They're getting three or four quotes within minutes. They're hungry for it. They're hungry for the work and they're willing to do it, which is awesome. It is good. And that's Um, what will set it apart, though, the rating systems and how people actually respond and how engaged they are. The early bird really gets the worm in this case, I think. Um, And and it obviously depends on, on what you're looking for. If you're looking for a plumber because your geezer's burst, you kind of want it now. Versify is not your, right. that's, that's not our target market. That was my last question. Okay. So it's not about that immediate instant gratification. No, it's about quality. 100%. And it's more like if you're planning a wedding at the end of the year, you're willing to wait a couple of days yeah. to get the best, um, kind of suppliers coming back to you, you know? Um, but yeah, generally kind of within a day, you should have two or three quotes at least, um, maybe four or five in some instances. So yeah, it, it is happening quickly because p- the suppliers are seeing the value in it. And it's, it's more service oriented at, th- at this point. Yeah. At this point, we kind of focusing on services, um, Products, I think the retail kind of market can get a little bit yeah, tricky. You're fighting with the take lots and the superbus yeah, and gum trees even. Yeah, it's a little bit kind of, um, you know, saturated. Not yeah. saturated, but it's, it's, it's crowded. Um, and I come from a service background and I would have loved uh, a Versify in yeah. my business. Viva the tradesman, man. Let's do something awesome. Exactly. You nice. know, the leads are coming to you. And I found with my last business, I'd, I'd get a lot of dead-end leads, which you can just tell. From the get-go, you know, this person wants 10 million rands worth of work done for them, which is never, you know, I'm never going to do that. Yeah. Um, or, you know, you just know. Um, but you're, you're professionally obligated to get back to them and quote them, and that all takes time. Whereas with this, the the client never knows who gets his lead, yeah. which is quite… So the a, expectations are a little bit more in line off the bat. Exactly. So the supplier, if he's not interested, if he's not able to do in an eventing company, if someone's got an event that weekend that they're already working on, which is often the case with my old business, yeah. you just ignore it. No one, yeah. no harm, no foul, and you just kind of walk away from it, which is, I think, an awesome thing for from the supplier point of view. We we got to get close to wrapping up, but I just wanted to ask a question. Do you… As in a physical human yourself or team, or does your system have a built-in that if someone has put in an inquiry, because the key word that we've been talking about, Jane, the differentiator, it's service. It's services that are being supplied. I'm looking to take the pain of search out. So I've put in an inquiry for, let's not, I'm going to say a whole kitchen because it's service-centric. Um, no one comes back to my inquiry for whatever reason. Do you have an automated mail that comes back to me and says, hey, Brett, I'm so sorry, we couldn't find someone, but thanks for trying blah 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 or do you have to manually do that and do you do that so i kind of every job that gets posted i as me as versus fire support comes on and just sends a little mail uh take the time out of my day to, to do that uh get hold of the client say if no one comes back to you please just let me know and i'll kind of push it um it hasn't really been a problem up until now but it is something that we are working on that it is automated because especially with the budget feature it might just that you you being silly about your budget no one's ever going to redo your yeah. kitchen for 2,000 rand um, and it's those analytics that we're looking to gather in this big data thing that I was talking about um, where we'll know what the price point is so we can actually co- almost suggest to our clients where they should go where the ballpark figure is so um, yeah that's kind of where we are at the moment cool. it sounds good so Ross from Versify Versify.com V-E-R-S-O-F-Y V-E-R-S-O-F-Y dot com yeah. Brett Time to throw you under the bus, my buddy. Let's have it for the week, the thought of the week. The awesome thing about future, uh, especially in the digital space, is that it's the easiest way to optimize is go digital. Uh, you want to connect. You want to find relevance. You want to be relevant. Uh, go digital. And there's a great amount of these types of services and suppliers using them to make that possible. So you don't have to have a bazillion rand in your bank account to actually make this possible. Startups, are, the level playing field is there. It's just a matter of you being attracted to it, engaging with it, and actually getting something done. So, yeah, connect, guys. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting space. I look forward to the weeks that are ahead to look at this. Yeah, me too. Well, that's it for the for this week. And uh, until next time, keep your screens clean and your knobs shiny. This is CliffCentral.com.